We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everyone, to the Week 18, the Tuesday edition of the Road NFL Podcast, brought to you, of course, by our friends at Circus Sports. We're talking, I, well, should be the end of the season for folks. We, we've mm-hmm. mentioned it before. Uh, if you are in the championship finals of your league this week, you need to leave that league because <laughs> as we've seen now with the Ravens and 49ers, there's going to be some key players out. We'll get you set, though, if you're one of those bad leagues and your championships mm-hmm. are week 18. We'll talk yep. about waiver wire award winners as well this season, the guys that really carried you at the start, the ones we call correctly and then incorrectly. Devon A. Channel, mm-hmm. raise my hand on that one. Uh, and get you set again for next week, w- next week which is our final uh, episode, at least for us, on the RotoWire mm-hmm. Podcast Network for this season. So we'll hit the music and dive right into those waiver wire pickups. Again, welcome everyone to the Tuesday edition of the RotoWire NFL podcast brought to you by Circus Sports. I'm Joe Bartle. You can follow me at JB Fantasy Sports on Twitter. You can follow Jake at RotoJake. Uh, if you can give us thanks for all the great WaveWire pickups, that would be cool because I don't know about you, Jake. I did not win as many championships as I was hoping to this season. Uh, I did claim another Vegas title, overall title, so the, the trophy stays in my desk. Uh, I know you were competing at least for the World of War Dynasty Championship. Uh, I don't know if you. Yeah, you no, I actually dropped out in the semis despite oh. having Amari Cooper. It was uh, the surprise Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman absences I couldn't recover from. Yeah, that doesn't help. I, I did win a 16 team league. I took third in a hometown league. Oh, I had a lot of third place finishes. Yeah, was, yeah. The, well, my, my third place one was especially frustrating because I scored more points than, of course, both title All three uh, competitors. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the one where I lost by .02 on the Lamar kneel down that I mentioned last week too. So uh, you know, and and of course tinkered with my defenses when I should not have, and uh, you know that was that. But um, I don't know, pr- pretty successful year overall. You know, at least a, better than break even. Yeah, and we'll go over the wave war guys that we talked about throughout the season. There's a few that I, I imagine will be obvious, like Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams. Both those guys were huge uh, in my couple championship teams that we had, and a few other names that I think get lost in the the shuffle as we. Had to continue on the podcast throughout the entire season. So uh, we'll get to those waiver award winners and also the week 18 guys. We've done the top five list now, boy, going on two months. And I want to make sure we continue that trend mm-hmm. even in our second to last podcast of the year. And of course the number one waiver pickup, I think this week has to be Elijah Mitchell. Oh yeah. With Christian McCaffrey going down with, I think it was the calf injury. I, I, I feel yeah, like it was, changed a calf, it was a calf multiple strain. times. Yeah. Calf strain. I, okay. Yeah. I, I saw calf. Yeah. Mostly calf, but again, goes down with the calf strain. Mm-hmm. Niners will not, 
be playing, I would assume, most of their starters. Exactly. Is number one, number one pick locked up, number one seed, not picking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, is one of those tough yeah. things with Week 18, right? Because, yep. you know, we don't really know how serious the injury is, and the Niners have no real incentive to uh, to, to disclose that. And, of course, you know, we, we know that they ruled Christian McCaffrey out. Um, so, of course, the number one pickup, no, without a doubt, is Elijah Mitchell. Here, he's only rostered in 13% of leagues. So, uh, I know in our stake league, um, he will be, sure. everyone will try to empty the rest of their fab on him because, uh, he, you know, he's the last one left and we go through points in week 18. And if, I mean, I mean, so yeah, week 18, like you said, probably shouldn't be playing anything with real stakes week 18. But, uh, again, our stake league is points the entire season. So, some leagues are probably like that. I've seen some leagues that combine 17 and 18. For the championship, which isn't as bad as having it hinge on 18, but still bad. Um, And, yeah, it's because, guess what? The fantasy MVP is going to sit out here, and uh, it looks like it'll be the Elijah Mitchell show. But I also wonder, the only asterisk, I guess, with Mitchell is, uh, you know, what kind of role is Jordan Mason going to have? They clearly value Elijah Mitchell as the backup based on the uh, carry distribution after McCaffrey went out of that game here. Jordan Mason was hardly a factor, two carries for three yards. Mitchell carried the load in that one, but... How much do they value Mitchell as a backup, right? Because uh, they don't have to sit their guys. It's And, you know, who knows how serious the McCaffrey injury is. Uh, you know, Mitchell might be kind of in that protected class too. And either way, I would expect Jordan Mason to get more work. But still, Elijah Mitchell probably the top pickup. Yeah, us as Packer fans would love if the Niners could trot out all their starters against the Rams. We'd mm-hmm. possibly jump to the 16 in that scenario. I would anticipate every single Niner, especially the Trent Williams of the world, uh, the Brandon Ayuk's, they're all they're all benched. So whatever, it's going to be the B team for the Niners against the Rams. Elijah Mitchell might have a bit of a workload capped, but I think the amount of touches overall, you'd imagine, even in a scenario where that offense is significantly lesser, would make him a viable running back two or flex. That that's the only thing where, hey, if you're picking up Elijah Mitchell and playing him this week, understand it's not the Niners' offense that's dominated all season long. It's going to be a lot of the backups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, again, number one for our top five waiver list. Same same for at least, I think, two other running backs. In your instance, Jake, you have Jamal Williams mm-hmm. likely filling in for Alvin Kamara for the Saints. I don't know how significant Kamara's injury is. The Saints are playing for their playoff lives. I think if they win, they are in either as the playoff spot or as the division winner. We'll talk about that more a little bit later as we continue on with the Saints. But Jamal Williams is your number two wave wire pickup this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have an ankle sprain for Alvin Kamara. And our, you know, our latest on road aware from yesterday is severity of ankle sprain uncertain. And apparently he's rehabbing the injury here. Um, it's uh, slightly important. I know the Saints were leading this game, but he, you know, he left and didn't come back. So that's a, a bit of an issue. But uh, Jamal Williams was the guy. In fact, there wasn't, I mean, I'm sure there was a third running back on special teams or somewhere, but the only running backs to, you know, to get snaps were Williams and Kamara. Williams ended up with 19 carries for 58 yards, you know, not super efficient, caught all four of his passes for 13 yards. So I imagine if Kamara sits, they bring someone up, ideally a pass catcher to help him out. But uh, there's still some opportunity here for Jamal Williams and, uh, uh, you know, he, he obviously did not live up to his ADP this year. The uh, the touchdown variance kind of fell back into reality and, of course, spent some time injured. But uh, it looks like, uh, you know, if Kamara sits, he is probably their best back and will get a lot of action, will get the goal line action, uh, you know, maybe minus a few Taysom Hill touches. But uh, And the fact that he's catching passes is good too. So Jamal Williams, only 18% rostered. I actually put him as my number two pickup. Uh, you had mentioned the practice squad call in the event that Kamara doesn't play. I am wondering if Kendra Miller, the third-round pick this year, finally gets involved. He was inactive last week with an ankle injury. He's been banged up all season long, had the knee injury to start the year. Mm-hmm. There's a draft capital component to this. Not that the Saints are, again, by any means out of playoff contention, but you want to see what you have in your third-round pick. And 
this would be the one instance where if Alvin Kamara is out, you know, Jamal Williams, a good runner, not a great pass catcher, certainly not for the Saints, mm-hmm. uh, and really wasn't utilized that way for the Lions. I, I do wonder if you see Kendry Miller a factor if he is healthy enough to play in the event Kamara does mm-hmm. not play. I don't have Jamal Williams on my top five list. It's in part because I am including a defensive kicker, unlike what you do. Those matter, Jake. I promise they matter for people mm-hmm. playing in Week 18. Uh, but I also think that Saints offense, it, it's going to run a little less efficiently if Kamara is not playing, and that would hinder Jamal Williams. So mm-hmm. there's a workload component. My number two wave wire pickup is an obvious lock, almost more than Elijah Mitchell, and it's because he's going against our boy, Joe Barry, in the Packers defense. It's Roshan Johnson oh, yeah. of the uh, Chicago Bears, and I understand Khalil Herbert's been getting a lot of workload. I think this week, in what will be one of the more embarrassing losses of the Packers' history, if they were to lose Week 18 and win a year in scenario against the Bears, who they've beaten nine straight times in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Roshan's going to be a big factor. They are mm-hmm. going to run the ball. It will not just be DJ Moore. It will not just be Fields escaping out of the pocket. Roshan and Khalil Herbert are going to get a ton of work this week. Yeah, for those uh, who bet on our show props, uh, Joe coming in with a tremendous amount of Packers negativity was minus 10,000. <laughs> so congratulations on uh, cashing that bet here. Um, but, yes, yeah, so, I mean, you're you're right uh, to a degree. Roshan Johnson's only 24% rostered. He's been getting significantly more work with Deontay Foreman out due to a personal issue that I don't know if has ever actually beneficially clarified by the team. So, you know, it's a little mysterious back-to-back absences. Obviously, this one gets bumped down a little bit if Foreman's back because he eats into that workload a bit. And, uh, you know, if you look at the distribution, it was actually Khalil Herbert who got a significant significant boost he benefited the most uh 20 fantasy 20 ppr points i believe um you know he he was solid there and he was you know more carries more uh slightly more slightly it was like 50 50 snaps almost identical 50 49 there so um you know something to think about that roshan johnson ran three more routes he was the better pass catcher ran it seven times for 21 yards and a touchdown um yeah, I mean, both of these guys are very startable in Week 18 just due to the Packers' defense. I know they looked very good on Sunday night. Unfortunately, that worries me because, you know, that makes me think that they'll find some, some kind of excuse no. to keep Joe Barry. I would sure hope not. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the Bears are going to – I mean, even though the Bears are out of the playoffs and uh, the Packers are fighting for their playoff chances, we know what happened against the Lions last year in a game where uh, – you know, and the Bears are not quite the Lions last year. But I think like, they they're are. Trying... I think it's actually a really similar mm-hmm. comparison. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, the Lions were 500 last year. The Bears didn't quite get there, but they're definitely going to turn. They're going to try to, you know, springboard in the next season. They're going to try to, uh, you know, beat a division rival at Lambeau. Um, yeah, fortunately, there's we, a lot we, of we traded our tickets for this in one. Chicago, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, there's, yeah. There, and that was the thing with the Lions last year is over many years of – mediocrity at best they had a, a positive end to the season and that was capped off with keeping the Packers out of the playoffs I think the comparison is absolutely there and if Fields were to go nuts and I think he will you would imagine the Bears keep him around for one more season and kind of enter that fifth year mm-hmm. do we extend him do we not and if the Bears were to win it's Eberflus probably staying as head coach even even still it sounds like I think they said Eberflus is going to stay as head coach no yeah what. I don't know if they said it or somebody else and I think that mm-hmm. actually is a big key but either way fair enough yeah um, there's a lot mm-hmm. a lot to play yeah. for even if the Bears well, are out of playoff yeah. attention well Eberflus defensive minded right and the yep. defense has gotten significantly better. You can't take the week one matchup against the Packers into account at all. No. Um, and the Packers dominated that game at Soldier Field. I mean, that was when they had Bakhtiari healthy. Aaron Jones is in full swing. Aaron Jones is back and looks good now. He's going to be a major factor in this offense in week 18. And, and you know, if they're able to clinch that playoff berth there. 
Um, so yeah, it's actually going to be a very good Week 18 game, one of the more competitive ones. I'm surprised that didn't get flexed over. But I guess no, if, uh, the Bills with, and Dolphins. The Bills and Dolphins play. Either for you the get division. the number two seed or you're out of the playoffs. There's a bit more stakes in the line, and I understand. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But uh, but but in any case, you know, Roshan Johnson getting the usage, splitting snaps with Khalil Herbert. They could both have very good games there. Both quality quality flex plays in Week 18. Yeah, absolutely, and and we'll see what happens. Uh, moving forward with with the Bears and their offense overall. But that's Roshan's my number two overall guy. I have Dontavian Wicks number three, and I, I would imagine his roster rate, especially last week after being inactive, mm-hmm. has fluctuated. We had talked about a couple weeks ago that he was nearing the 50 threshold, 50 threshold on Yahoo that we use. Mm-hmm. I think he's under that safely. I would not anticipate Jaden Reed plays this week. He left last, week, last week's contest halfway through. Uh, thankfully got me the overall mm-hmm. Vegas win, but uh, left halfway through with a – chest injury that has bothered him for it feels like a month and a half at this point i have no idea if christian watson will play you'd, you'd hope he would no mm-hmm. clue if he is uh and i know that bo melton's been great we're gonna talk about it a little bit later on but i dontavian wicks is going to be the biggest beneficiary if Jaden reed does not play yeah and, and it, i didn't put wicks on the list because there's no guarantee he comes back and then uh, yep agreed and then Jaden reed you know so it's said to have rib fractures the x-rays came back clean but i was reading about this in uh in the injury analysis column that we have from stats on, on the, on the article and uh, rib fractures don't always show up in x-rays, which is why mm. sometimes they go undiagnosed. I could very much see a, uh, a conservative approach here. Um, but, but it's tough. I mean, you're fighting for your playoff lives and you don't know if Watson's going to be available. I mean, there's a chance that both Watson and Reed are still available and then Wicks goes off the list. So that's why sure. I wasn't quite confident enough to put him on the list. But uh, you know, if, if the cards, if the chips fall in the right way, then I think, uh, then I think Reed could absolutely, or Reed, Reed of course, but Wicks could also be uh, effective in that situation because uh, he might get some of that bull mountain work. Yeah, a little bit of a spoiler. We're gonna have Reed later on in the award winners category of the show. You at number three had Roshan Johnson. We talked about him earlier. The Tyler Huntley Melvin Gordon combo at number four waiver wire pickups. Explain your thought process with those guys. Mm-hmm. Well, the well the Ravens have the number one seed pretty much locked, locked up, up already, yep. right? It's also yeah. yeah, so it is all set and. Um, I mean, maybe I, we'll see what Harbaugh decides to do. You know, maybe Lamar and the starters will play a quarter just to stay within rhythm or something like that. Um, you know, as to not have back-to-back weeks off entirely and you know lose all the momentum that uh, I believe the league MVP Lamar Jackson has gained. I think uh, that, that uh, he locked it in last week. I think mm-hmm, yep. exactly, yeah. Especially with how the uh, main competitors have been playing of late. But uh, yeah, I think he rests significantly. I think Tyler Huntley um, just because of. The type of player that he is and, and the offense that they run for him is probably the best backup fantasy quarterback. Like if you are uh, if you're handcuffing quarterbacks in a super flex league, uh, like like me and Fishbowl, for example, you know, I was holding on to Tyler Huntley just in case um, because he is, uh, you know, he's a solid player and they yeah, he, he could he could do some damage this week, even in a backup capacity here. So uh, he might be better than any of the streamers if we know that he's going to start the game. And then I threw Melvin Gordon in there. I mean, I don't think I don't know if Gus Edwards, Justice Hill get the same uh, get the same treatment, you know, as Lamar mm-hmm. as far as getting to sit this game. But I dealt Gus Edwards, you know, their main goal line back will, will get a full workload here, in which case. Melvin Gordon maybe vultures a touchdown or two. So I put Ravens backups, you know, in there. I, I like, uh, you know, I like Huntley over Sam Darnold, who could who could end up playing here. Uh, even though Sam Darnold, you know, looked good and actually cost me a championship um, because of his production, getting the ball to IU in, in garbage time. Uh, you know, again, side tangent, but uh, I like the Ravens backups a little bit better. It's against the Steelers. It's the first game on the Saturday afternoon slate. And mm-hmm. then there's going to be weather. Uh, we have right now on our site 85% chance of at least rain Already. I mean, that that mm-hmm. makes me a little bit nervous. 
I have the Ravens entirely off my board. And even though I was being cheeky, including a kicker in defense among my top five, I don't think I would go down the direction of Tyler Huntley. Even in a super flex format, there has to be better mm-hmm. options yeah. that are available. We'll, in week we'll, get some, we'll get some streamers for you for sure later yeah. on in the show. And I, I wouldn't touch Melvin Gordon either. I just would simply say most of these Ravens guys, if they do choose to bench them, it is against a division rival. If you beat the Steelers, mm-hmm. you keep them out of the playoffs, there might be a little bit of int- uh, the intangibles to be added to that equation. This is in Baltimore. The Steelers are favored by three and a half. So Vegas seems to think the Ravens could go the route that you had suggested and not play most of their guys, which which seems like the prudent approach. And then there's the cover boy, at least for our uh, YouTube show here, Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. who's at 5% roster. Now, this one makes a lot more sense because the Giants are going against that Eagles defense, which has looked horrendous now mm-hmm. for at least a month and a half. Yeah. Tyler Murray diced them up once more. Uh, of course, the Cardinals end up beating the Eagles. The Eagles have plenty to play for. They still have the chance at clinching the NFC East division, although they certainly uh, ran that one away by losing to the Seahawks and Cardinals in the past week. So mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor makes your uh, top five list, at least among exactly. quarterback options. Yeah, the Eagles are in free fall. I mean, this takes a whole season-long sample size um, in, into account, but uh, with their really poor stretch of quarter, or of defensive play, they're down to 31st in the league uh, against opposing quarterbacks. So uh, it's definitely a matchup you want to target uh, for those, these quarterbacks. And, um, yeah, Tyrod Taylor's played pretty well, actually. I mean, he had 12.8 fantasy points and a half when he replaced DeVito two weeks ago, 24 fantasy points, 300 yards in a losing effort against the Rams. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd take a look at him. Uh I- Trying to make sure we don't have the computer just randomly update here. That would not be good if that happens. I know this GDCIT is for trying to force an update here, but I've, yeah, I've moved I, I the, just I've moved the window the, a little bit. If if the podcast ends in, uh, here in a minute, here I apologize if that's the mm-hmm. case. But Jake, you'll have to keep going solo. Anyway, I I agree with you. Um, for my top five list again, I have Blake Groupie, the kicker for the Saints. I actually think against this Falcons defense, no weather conditions to worry about here in home in New Orleans. He might be a guy that you're picking up and. You're listing a bunch of uh, optional players. I understand that if you're playing in week 18, more than likely the only things you're going to be tweaking are the kicker and defense. So I'm bringing to the forefront the two ones I consider. Again, Blake Groupie for the Saints uh, Mm -hmm. against that Falcons defense. And then you would likely be looking for the Buccaneers defense if they have not already been picked up. Mm -hmm. Shockingly, Jake. Uh, Bryce Young and the Panthers' offense is not good, despite what uh, looked like happened against the Packers. Uh, did nothing against Jacksonville's defense, which has been miserable all season long. I guarantee the Buccaneers' defense will be a top 10 fantasy consideration against this Panthers. And unfortunately for folks that are streaming defense, there aren't really a whole lot of other categories to consider or, I guess, teams to pick up. Buccaneers were by far the most attractive one in my mind. So rounding up my top five list, Blake Groupie, kicker for the Saints, and then the Buccaneers' defense. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, Roshan Johnson, Dontavian Wicks. For you, you have Elijah Mitchell, Jamal Williams, Roshan Johnson. The Ravens combo of Tyler Huntley, Melvin Gordon, and then Tyrod Taylor, quarterback for the Giants. All right, let's take a break here, get a word from our sponsors, Blue Wire, and then we'll come back with the overall running back position. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, and last week we mentioned Edward Solaire, which didn't end up working out because Pacheco ended up playing. You had Justice Hill, which was a fantastic fantasy option if I would have chose to do that route. Uh, Khalil Herbert, Chris Rodriguez. We had talked about Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason, likely both playing plenty this week yep. for the Niners. There's a lot of Justice Hill on my benches this week. Because oh, yeah, I me, been, me too. I, yep. I, but, I mean, I don't feel bad about that because I was picking him up to stop someone else from, from getting him and using him, someone else that might need him. And, yep. of course, uh, I, I did indeed stop that from happening. So, uh so that was good, but yeah, definitely a lot of Elijah or Elijah Mitchell, a lot of Justice Hill on my bench this week, and he, um, I don't know if I don't, th- you know, I mentioned maybe Gus Edwards getting rest status, um, but I don't know if Justice Hill is quite up there, but with as good as he has been of late, um, he is. Uh, I think we dropped Joe here for a second here, so I'm going to see if he can get back to this on his uh, on his personal computer. Otherwise, I'm going to try to carry this live stream here for a little bit here. So yeah, uh, Justice Hill still out there possibly good we had discussed elijah mitchell as both of our number one overall pickups here that's something we have to do uh you know with fantasy mvp christian mccaffrey ruled out it is mitchell 17 carries 80 yards and a touchdown on 38 percent of snaps whereas opposed whereas jordan mason just had two carries for three yards on seven percent of snaps and expect a little bit more even of a uh, distribution here in in week 18 but uh yeah both could be viable especially mitchell we also discussed jamal williams and roshan johnson fast forward to the beginning of the show if you're just uh, noticing us uh, both of these guys have uh have been have great opportunity this week williams um with the alvin Kamara ankle sprain and uh, roshan johnson with yante foreman who's been sitting out these last couple weeks i did put a couple of cliff notes on here tyler algier of course he's been a risky volatile pick uh for the entirety of the season but he had a pretty solid game i, I believe 15 and change uh half ppr points here um he had the long touchdown here uh, 75 yard runs. So, you know, maybe that becomes a little bit fluky. And then of course, like I mentioned, um, Melvin Gordon here, 
But before I get to the wide receivers, I want to uh, quick hit a read from Smash Up Fantasy Sports. Are you one of the many sports fans who are not ready for the season to end? Then you have to play Smash Up Fantasy Sports, the fastest growing free game in Smash Up. Your traditional fantasy team gets supercharged by smart cards, which are, are like video game power-ups that you pick to boost your score. The scores of your players are even your entire team. Think your kicker is going to have a big game? Then choose card like Big Kick Energy to power them up. Are you starting Justin Fields? Then play Scramble Spikes to score more from his running. Paired with cool video game-like visuals, Smash Up Sports is the biggest innovation in fantasy sports in a long time and really feels like it was designed for sports fans. And here's the best part. You can play for free and win fantastic prizes. No credit card needed. No hidden fees. Uh, all users receive three entries per week, but with our code ROTOWIRE, you'll unlock a fourth entry every week through the Super Bowl. And if you can use our promo code or join the group ROTOWIRE from your profile, you can play against us in our private tournament for a chance to win a free ROTOWIRE fantasy football subscription. Enter now at smashupsports.com and join the future of fantasy sports. One more read here from Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at the Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screens, booming sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with daybeds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more, or touchdown at the world's largest sports book. Circa Sports for the largest big game bash. Three stories of football glory featuring 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options including bottle service open bar uh stadium style food and more don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on february 11th the big game parties only at circa resort and casino reserved today at circalasvegas.com let me just get the odds are read in and then i will get to wide receivers here are you ready to revolutionize your sports betting approach begin with a two-week free trial at oddsr.com where cutting edge ai technology sharpens your edge in the betting game Benefit from our proven two-year track record, boasting 60% accuracy rate and an impressive 10% ROI. The odds are AI meticulously sifts through extensive data to reveal high-value green value plays, guiding you towards smarter betting decisions. And it's not just about the numbers. The odds are app is exceptionally user-friendly, crafted to be your go-to betting advisor right at your fingertips. Jumpstart your journey to betting smarter and more successfully. Simply visit the iOS or Google Play Store, download the Oddsar app, and step into a world of confident betting. Your path to a more strategic betting experience starts with our two-week free trial. Download today where smart strategy triumphs over luck. All right. Oh, hey, look who's back. Finally. Hey, how's it going? Um, I got through the reads, and I went through um, <laughs> and I went through uh, the running back pickups. You know, once again, IT fun stuff here. Uh, un non-optional forced software updates that shut the computer down <laughs> in the middle of a live show fantastic across the board here the computers uh, are still understanding it's the new year we're, we're all we're all getting back into the the work atmosphere after a couple of uh weeks of vacation and holiday fun so i understand so running backs reads great you hit all the, the important stuff i had talked about the top five list that i think dontavian wicks is among the top five wave wire pickups at least for me but it's depending on the stats of Jaden reed christian watson christian watson Christian Watson, my goodness, I'm talking way too fast. I think Bo Melton in deeper leagues could also be among this list, depending on the stats of Dontavian Wixon. Bo Melton became the first Packers receiver this season to cross the 100-yard threshold, got that 50-yard bomb late in the game, which kind of helped that cause. But uh, he looks good, and I think it's more, more akin to saying Jordan Love has been great. Again, win in your end scenario for the Packers, Jordan Love has been fantastic, and Bo Melton might be among that group to pick up too. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, you know, he's interesting because uh, 
at this day, Tuesday, we can't confidently start him yet because we have to see, uh, you know, if Christian Watson hamstring is going to be back, if Dontavion Wicks, the chest ankle injury coming off an inactive game is going to be back, if Jaden Reed, who has the ribs injury that he left with, if he's going to be coming back. Um, but while he was in there, Melton had a 66% snap share, 71% route rate, which is wide receiver two in both categories, six for 105 on a team high, nine targets. At this point, Romeo Dobbs is starting to get into that just the guy territory, right? Hate that. Okay, possession receiver. Um, you know, we thought he'd have a little more red zone action, not necessarily the case. So, yeah, Dobbs is just a guy. And suddenly, Melton, who, you know, t- defenses didn't really have any film on him. And, um, yeah, and suddenly he, he, he breaks out here. Uh, and then, of course, you've got guys like Malik Heath, Samari Toure. They are definitely Jags, right? You know, at, at best. <laughs> Um, you know, you know, no offense to those guys, but uh, you know, from fantasy perspective, you can't really have much for expectations there. So, um, so yeah, Bo Melton's in there. I don't feel super confident starting them, but like I said on Tuesday, because of all these other things. So I threw Greg Dorch on the list. You know, a late season kind of fantasy MVP type. Uh, no, Marquise Brown. That's been the reason for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hollywood Brown's been out. Uh, technically, Michael Wilson led the team in snap share and route rate, but uh, Dorch was second in both of those categories. And actually performed far better. He caught all seven targets for 82 yards. Also had more air yards than Michael Wilson. Again, all this stuff is courtesy of the box score breakdown. And um, uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, Dorch is someone who I'd actually feel a little bit more comfortable uh, starting in, uh, especially in PPR formats. I think he's going to get enough targets, enough volumes. Uh, Murray looks okay. Granted, this came against the Eagles who have been. Well, they play the Seahawks though this week and their defense hasn't been great. I mean, it's been better. Everyone's been better than than the Eagles defense, but I think there's an opportunity for Kyler Murray to once again, have, you know, 250 plus passing yards, which means McBride has value. Michael Wilson uh, probably still in these same leagues could be picked up too, but Greg Dorch in certainly PPR formats is the guy. I I actually picked him up when Josh Palmer and Cortland Sutton were ruled out and I played him for stake league worked out fine enough. Another third place finish scoring. Thank you for that mm-hmm. one, uh, guys. But yeah, Greg Dorch. I, I would have Greg Dorch above Bo, Bo Melton, provided we knew more of the injury information. Let's just say uh, Bo is going to be like the other receiver besides Dobbs. Like it'll be Bo, Dobbs, and Toure. Then, then I would probably say I would rather have Bo Melton because I think that passing attack just by default is a bit safer. Otherwise, though, yeah, it, Greg Dorch is certainly uh, in consideration if you are needing another spot start receiver this week. Hey, I'm going to be right back. My system booted up, so I'm getting back to the uh, regular thing, and we can talk about our third receiver in less than 30 seconds. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, we, we've mentioned a few of these guys again. Just to reiterate our top five list, uh, for my, for me, it was Elijah Mitchell, Roshan Johnson, Dontavian Wicks in the event that we know the stats of Christian Watson uh, and Jaden Reed. I'm expecting one, if not both, those guys to not play. And then for those of you who are streaming kicker and defense, it's Buccaneers defense. It's Blake Groupie. I think both those guys are among my top five list. Jake's top five list, Elijah Mitchell, Jamal Williams, depending on the stats of Ellen Kamara, Roshan Johnson again, going against our, our boy Joe Barry and his defense, Tyler Huntley, Melvin Gordon, and Tyrod Taylor among Jake's top mm-hmm. five lists. So we were talking receiver, Jake. We had already mentioned uh, in the instance for Greg Dorch and Bo Melton. Then there's Julio Jones, who became a bit of a red zone threat for the Eagles, and we knew that was capable uh, in the correct offense, certainly at the Falcons at, at Julio's peak. Mm-hmm. Um, but this also had to do with Devonta, uh, Devonta Smith and his stats moving forward. Yeah, so the point I want to make here, and uh, it's the reason I didn't just skip over Julio Jones like I would generally be inclined to do, is the Z- Devontae Smith suffered an ankle injury. He's on crutches, but it was late in the game, right? It wasn't something right. that, um, you know, that 
would have, uh, like when Julio was producing, Devontae Smith was still around. So he was, you know, they were at full strength. So now Julio actually has a chance to step in to additional snaps. Now he only only had two targets, just happened to catch both of them for touchdowns here. So maybe we see a little bit of volume between the 20s or, you know, just in general, you know, outside of that red zone area. And after Brown, Smith, and Julio, uh, there weren't any other receivers that got, you know, any kind of meaningful offensive snaps for the Eagles here. So assuming Devontae Smith has to sit, the Eagles have stakes in this game, um, I would say that Julio, uh, you know, steps up and has a little bit of a role. Uh, they, the Eagles desperately need to regain some momentum in any way possible here. So it's more than just seeding to me, right? They need to right the ship before the playoffs here and, uh, you know, make something positive happen. So uh, Julio will have to be part of that effort here given Devontae Smith's injury. Let's talk about the quarterback streamers. And we had mentioned Tyrod Taylor, Tyler Huntley, in the instance that you are maybe missing Lamar Jackson or Brock Purdy, who we both presumably would say are not going to play, having already clinched the number one seed. I apologize uh, for those of you who are all in a Nick Mullins. Now, to be fair, we didn't realize Jaron Hall was going to take over for Nick Mullins, but you had tweeted at me on Wednesday and said, hey, <laughs> would you play Jaron Hall? I said, absolutely, it's Joe Barry. We found the one quarterback that might not do well against Joe Barry. And even then, like that interception mm-hmm. that he threw, I'm watching it live. I'm like, just just throw it to Justin Jefferson. He's wide open. There's nobody yeah. there. Uh, and well, the second quarterback against Joe Barry because we can't forget about Brett Rippon. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You're right, Brett Rippon as well. Legendary uh, Joe Barry performance there too. So Nick Mullins comes in, ends up probably being not horrible if you, if, if you needed to start him in a half. But mm-hmm. but chances are, after Joe, you found out he wasn't starting, you were benching him anyway. So. Well, but it was the last game of the season. Uh, yeah, I guess it was earlier in the week that we found that. So. I, I had pivoted away. I had said I was going to play Nick Mullins over Kyler Murray. And we had that information. I was like, no, I'll play Kyler Murray, despite my hatred for Joe Barry, and that ended up working out. So mm-hmm. if you're streaming quarterbacks this week, it probably is Derek Carr, who might be available, again, yeah. against the Falcons, who have nothing to play for, and evidently are going to be keeping Arthur Smith. I, I would be willing to bet. We'll do this podcast next week, talk about our first-round mocks. <laughs> if Arthur Smith is guaranteed the head coach of the Falcons – for any duration of next season, B. John Robinson is not a first-round yeah, pick. Yeah, Kyle Pitts is undraftable. B. Yep, John Robinson falls Pitts. out of the first round, you know, later into the second, too. But maybe. Yep, uh, but we'll, we'll see if that's the case. Either way, Derek Carr, despite Alvin Kamara, whether his, he'll be available or not, becomes a guy that I would, I would certainly consider among the streaming mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Yeah, I also threw Gardner Minshew on here, who I might, uh, now that I mm. think about it, I might like that a little bit better than Derek Carr. I know Derek Carr has, uh, you know, he had 16 fantasy points against Atlanta. He's been a little bit better lately, but, you know, the Kamara thing hurts. And uh, Gardner Minshew, meanwhile, he was held in check last week, but he's playing Houston at home, uh, you know, so no weather issues there. Uh, number 25 against opposing quarterbacks, and the division is on the line for Gardner Minshew. So Gardner Minshew has uh, just as real of stakes, and... Um, so, you know, maybe we'll see Pittman back. I guess we'll see. Pittman wants to, you know, remind the Colts one more time how he's due for a big payday, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, so he's interesting. So, Car Minshew and Tyrod Taylor are the streamers that I wrote down. Then, of course, we have Sam Darnold backing up Brock Purdy, Tyler Huntley backing up Lamar Jackson. Uh, I've also seen, but maybe not seen this confirmed, that Joe Flacco for Cleveland could be limited. I don't think they have yeah, anything to gain too. this week. Um, but that doesn't pivot to anybody I'd want to seriously consider starting in fantasy here. It probably hurts all of their offensive weapons across the board. And then real quick, I'll go through two quarterback leagues. I mean, the uh, 
the the Tua versus Josh Allen matchup. Both of them have issues. I assume that they're going to play with the stakes here. Yeah. Tua's got a shoulder issue, general soreness. Josh, Josh Allen has a neck injury. Tough to imagine either sitting out. Uh, Taylor Heineke has an ankle injury, so maybe they go back to Ritter, see how much damage can be done there. Um, and the Will Levis versus Ryan Tannehill thing is still to be determined. If you started Will Levis in a super flex this week, well, chances Turtle. are you weren't in a position to start him, but uh, negative points before exiting the game there. So uh, we don't know Will Levis' practice status quite yet here. So uh, that covers it for quarterbacks. Again, I'm ranking it Tyrod Taylor, Derek Carr, and Gardner Minshew. But you could have Gardner Minshew over Carr as well. Mm-hmm. Those are really the only ones yeah, those are you the should three. be considering. I, would, I, I mean, I still I think I would think about Huntley, but, <clears throat> you know, we'll have to see. Huh, that's uh, fair point. Certainly, I, 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 I wouldn't fun. put Huntley. I, you know, now that I think about it, I'm redoing my ranking, my weight wire rankings, and putting the Huntley Gordon thing down to five, five and Tyrod Taylor ten. ahead. Yep. Yeah, that that, mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. The Huntley's and, in the conversation, and he actually has a chance to be available in two quarterback leagues if that's the type of league that you're going for. And for tight end, it's kind of the same old, same old. We've mentioned Gerald Everett now, and mm-hmm. especially with Easton Stick at quarterback, he's been the guy getting the amount of targets yep. that he has. And then there's Tucker Craft, who, mm-hmm. while Luke Musgrave was close to playing last week, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. He, like he'll, he'll be active this week against the Bears, but I would be really shocked if he's involved to the extent that you would anticipate mm-hmm. fantasy relevancy. Like I, I don't think Luke Musgrave getting activated in Week 18 hurts Tucker Kraft's fantasy exactly. value at all. Yeah, Kraft is only 20% rostered. I wrote on here that he passes the eye test in oh, just yeah. about every way ir- imaginable. I'm sure Musgrave is a better route runner possibly, but... Kraft is definitely a far tougher, more physical runner here, and um, maybe even potential one or zero dollar keeper league if you're if you're in a league like that. So take a look, um, you know, at that situation. Good matchup against the Bears this week here. So definitely looking to Tucker Kraft if you have to stream someone. I would almost think about streaming Kraft over a guy like Najoku, even though he's a playoff hero. If they don't, if Flacco's not the quarterback there, and the Browns True. don't have anything to play for. I don't see Njoku producing like he has been the last few weeks. You know, just be thankful you got what you did out of Njoku and uh, and leave it there. And, yeah, even though Everett had nine targets, which is noteworthy, that gets him back on here at 46% rostered, only four catches for 31 yards. So it's not like he's a game changer there too. But as far as guys that are available might actually play and maybe even have some stakes on the line, those are the two names that come to mind. Uh, real quick, I had mentioned Blake Groupie is a, ki- a streaming kicker again for the Saints. Defensively, if you are streaming defenses, it, it's the Panthers you're trying to target. And I think in this case, mm-hmm. it's easily the Buccaneers. Who else besides the Buccaneers would you want to pick up if you can't get them available this week? Yeah, so obviously, uh, you know, the Patriots have uh, shown a little bit signs of, of signs of life. They're trying to play their way out of that number one pick, which it seems like <laughs> they have so far here. They're home and they play the Jets, right? So that's just a mess all around. I, would, I don't care anyone against the Jets. It's just as bad as the Panthers. And we go ahead and throw them out there. And then this one's a little higher rostered, but um, I've seen them actually show up on a lot of overall rankings lists. And that's the New Orleans Saints uh, at 49% rostered home against Atlanta. Um, Again, home team, you're looking at maybe Desmond Ritter again. And the Saints looked, I mean, (laughs) how good did Baker Mayfield look over the last handful of weeks? You know, even against the Packers, you know, with that caveat. And the Saints pretty much shut that team down. And no Marshawn Lattimore either. I was shocked by that result last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, the, the Saints yeah, shut them down. I believe they can do the same at home against what might be Desmond Ritter. I'd be a little less likely to do that if Heineke was at the helm. But, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely looking to do that. So um, that wraps it up for defenses. We still have some time left. Do you want to hand out the awards then? Because I kind of skipped that. Yeah, um, yeah. We should have put on our tuxes for this one. But certainly there were guys that won you your league's. Uh, ones that we had talked about a lot in past years. It was the Justin Jacksons in the one week that he fills in for Austin Eckler. There have been other instances. Justin Jefferson's rookie season, we have been targeting quite a bit. I think mm-hmm. 
you could debate. There are only two options, but you can debate who was the waiver wire winner this year, whether it be Kyron Williams of the Rams or Puka Nakua of the Rams. And Nakua, mm-hmm. right away to begin the season, was on fire, and we didn't know what was going to happen with Cooper Cup. That was the guy that we talked about mm-hmm. probably two weeks in, and by that point, the threshold was completely gone, had a great fantasy season, and certainly to end the year was fantastic. But then there was Kyron Williams, especially after Cam Akers went down, one of the better running backs in all of fantasy this season. What happens next year and how the Rams choose to uh, deviate their actual draft picks that they have and whether they draft a running back or sign one is going to be really interesting because if you said Kyron Williams right now, same workload, no change, he probably should be a first-round pick. Yeah, he's RB3 backs. overall. And, um, <laughs> you know, you can argue about, you know, the skills and pedigree that he brings to the table, but the usage and the, uh, you know, the, the output is this. I mean, he's RB3 overall, and didn't he? He had a small IR stint in the middle of the, in yeah, the year. Yeah, he missed four weeks and also didn't play uh, for the first two or three weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's yeah, absolutely insane. Exactly. So uh, for that reason, I throw Puka Nakua as the number one pickup on here because he played every single week. There were only uh, three weeks with less than 10 PPR points in the whole season. He was excellent in the playoffs and excellent in uh, getting you to the playoffs. So Puka's probably got to be the number one pick because, uh, you know, of, of all this payment. But, uh, but uh, you know, as far as the waiver wire pickup of the year, but Kyron Williams, man, he's a solid second place and definitely the best running back pickup. It was a game-changing uh, pickup for anybody that had him. I'm sure a lot of people in championship games had him. Mm-hmm. He was an absolute stud throughout the fantasy playoffs. And, um, yeah, just a very close honorable mention here. Um, do you want to hit other running backs that kind of came in as, as pickups uh, right after Kyron Williams? Yeah, besides – and I was wrong. I mean, Kyron Williams had been getting workload immediately for, for most of the season, but – what we've seen over the last month or so has been the difference maker and why I think he is at least among the top two. There's also Devon Achan, who probably has the smallest window of any waiver wire running back pickup that we've ever recommended or had award show seasons. Mm-hmm. But when he's played and when you've started him, you have absolutely won your league. Of course, he had that 51-point game against the Broncos, other 25-plus point games in certain instances. Of course, now Raheem Mostert didn't play last week. Devon Achan was awesome. But if you had used Devon Achan the week prior, might have been the reason why you didn't get to use him this week uh, <laughs> when he had some fantasy relevancy. So he does not make the top like two or three. I think there's a few I'd like more. But Devon yeah. Achan certainly was mm-hmm. one that needs to be mentioned and also needs to be me raising my hand because I, I could not get that one right mm-hmm. the entire year. I was not yeah. in on Achan, and that certainly cost me if you were looking for a running back three, four, five throughout mm-hmm. the year. Yeah, I, le- I left him off because uh, I guess, well, maybe this isn't proper criteria, but I left him off because I, he was drafted. In a lot of formats, even even oh, like yeah, twelve true. team formats. So, um, but then he was usually dropped in those formats after he, you know, he was injured to start the year, and uh, and then he ended up coming up as a waiver wire pickup. So, so I'll count it. But I actually would throw Jerome Ford on that list. Um, he's RB fourteen despite not really getting involved in the offense until the uh, Nick Chubb injury. And I know that's someone that's a player that uh, you, you know you were high on in the preseason here. He's the only other undrafted running back in the top twenty in fantasy scoring here. Um, and then you can throw honorable mentions to Chuba Hubbard, who I sure. flexed yeah. in. I flexed throughout the fantasy playoffs in my league winner, winning thing. Again, not a. Uh, he was on the wire in the 16-team league, grabbed him as you could see the changing of the guard with Sanders. That was helpful. Devin Singletary had a nice run for a while there. Oh, yeah. um, Ty Chandler had a big playoff game. Jalen Warren was borderline drafted. You know, they're all productive. If you got them at the right time, they're good. But there's no doubt the award goes to Kyron Williams and the running backs. 
I might have been wrong about Devon Achan, but I was not wrong about Jerome Ford. He was not available in my leagues because I drafted him everywhere I had him. I also drafted Sam Laporta everywhere in the event that he was available. So we kind of took him off our waiver wire list, even though he could have been in shallower formats. Then there was the guy that I finally had to convince you on. And I think we've turned face completely, Jake. You are all in a Rasheed Rice. I'll be very curious what you value him at next year. But he was widely available for much of the season for as bad as Mahomes has been, and he mm-hmm. has been bad from a fantasy perspective. Rasheed Rice has been great, certainly is among the top waiver wire wide receiver pickups. And then there's Jaden Reed, our boy, our Packer guy. Mm-hmm. Since week seven, only two games in full point PPR formats where he's been under 10 points, has multiple 20 plus point games had this 25-pointer in a half against the Vikings, which might have won me a few Mm -hmm. leagues as well. So Jaden Reed, and kudos to Harry Thompson, who have been at least campaigning for Jaden Reed to be the number one guy here in the Broadway office. I have been ignoring him, ignoring him. Uh, I'll never say to Harry's face, but he was absolutely correct on Jaden Reed, and he (laughs) is among the top five waiver wire pickups as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, once he started breaking out, he was a must-start wide receiver every time he played. No doubt about that. He was someone you had to watch the injury report and get into your lineup. And yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on Rasheed Rice. I wasn't quite sure who was going to emerge for the uh, Chiefs. And the Chiefs offense, on a whole, had a pretty bad year. And Rasheed Rice was definitely the bright spot there. You know, they needed some receiver to take the attention away from Kelsey. And um, he was. I wrote on here that he was the only, um, only player besides Puka outside the top 280p to finish near the top 25 in fantasy scoring. He was 21, wide receiver 21 in PPR league. So absolutely somebody that ha- that also elevated himself a pick from pickup to must-start status before the end of the year here. So Puka, the top overall target. Rasheed Rice and Jaden Reed get honorable mentions here in the wide receiver awards. Well, that is it for us, I think, on the Tuesday edition, the Week 18 edition. The edition of Please Stop Playing in Those Leagues where Championships Matter Week 18 edition. But we'll be back for one final show. Yep. We got one more for week. you. This isn't the last one. I lied when I tweeted earlier. <laughs> yeah, well, you were just getting all the people excited. That's what you're having to tune in. We're mm-hmm. going to go over our over-unders that we predicted all the way back in August, see if we'll continue our third straight season of being uh, at least positive on calling those. We'll do a first-round mock draft. I know it's been done here on the channel before. We're going to do a better one, Jake, uh, of the first-round mock drafts. And again, thank you all for listening throughout the entire season. You know, We're, we're talking New Year stuff here. Uh, it's been a long grind. It's been a lot of quarterback streamer conversation, a lot of other positions, but we appreciate you uh, helping us out along the way. And again, one final show next week going over those over-under win totals, getting you set for next year, maybe talking a little bit of Keeper Dynasty conversation too. Uh, but again, thank you for listening. And if you are in week 18 championships, leave them next year, but best of luck uh, in those leagues. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.